The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Pick 6 Podcast, your sports daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, December 26th. We're about to do the live. We're doing it live on YouTube, also in the podcast feed, of course. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the live look ahead to week 17 odd show featuring myself and John Breach. Breach, what's up, buddy? Brinson, if this was a normal year, any year but this year, this would be the last regular season week coming up, but it's not a normal year because there's 18 weeks now. So, the penultimate week of the That's NFL exactly season. what I was going to say, but then I thought I'd let you say it, and then I would say, hey, Breach, Merry Christmas, buddy. I thought that you would thought to think to say that, which is why I said it, and Merry yeah. Christmas to you, man. I'm wearing red. Everybody watch on YouTube just for Christmas instead of Bengal Orange. If you're watching on, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, excuse me, then hit the, uh, there's a five-star review you can leave, or a five-star rating you can leave for the podcast now, a new feature that Spotify has added. So please click that, of course, like, subscribe, and comment with your best Week 17 bet in the YouTube comment sections. We will start with a spicy game. I believe this should be the main CBS game. Tony Romo, Jim Nance, Tracy Wolfson. Because I think Tracy Wolfson said, see you next week to uh, Rick Burkhalter, the Chiefs trainer on Twitter. Chiefs minus four at the Bengals? The first place Bengals just throttled the Ravens. The Chiefs took care of business against the Steelers too. But Chiefs is four-point favorites at Cincinnati. How does that uh, How does that make you sit, Breach? A little disrespected? That does not compute. You know what, though, Brenton? I think that the Bengals are going to take that as disrespect. I mean, hey, the Chiefs are on a roll. But when you're talking about the Bengals, they're in first place in the AFC North right now. And this is a huge game because if they win – they clinch the AFC North title. It's all over. They don't have to worry about the final week of the season. They're in the playoffs. It would end the second longest playoff drought in the NFL. The Jets have the longest. The Bengals tied with the Broncos for the second longest. And so I think the Bengals are going to be absolutely fired up for this game. Now, the one problem is they have they give up a lot of passing yards on defense. I, I think one of the top five worst uh Chiefs aren't much better, though. So we could see a game here where Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow both throw for 500 yards. Uh, the one thing I will say, even if you're not comfortable picking the Bengals to win straight up, uh, of their six losses this year, four of them have been my three points. So their games are generally close if they lose or they win in a blowout. Uh, so because of that, I, Brinson, 
and something that will not surprise you at all, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to cover the four points, and I'm going to pound the over. I think that there's a good chance this is a shootout as well. Uh, we saw the Chiefs defense is better than the Ravens defense, which is not something I expected to say in uh, you know, three or four months ago, but the, the Ravens have dealt with so many injuries. They just got absolutely blasted by Joe Burrow and that passing game. I do think that they'll be able to exploit to a fairly large degree uh, the Chiefs secondary as well, and that we could see a back and forth here. Now, you know what? what's interesting is normally when the Bengals get a big lead, they like to pound Joe Mixon. You don't see a ton of points. This is sort of a spite revenge game against the Ravens. So if the, it, but you know, it's a lot, it's also hard to imagine them getting a huge lead over Patrick Mahomes and just squatting on it. And, and Mahomes, who appears to be rounding into form, um, you know, unlikely that he's able to, uh, or unlikely that he just, you know, doesn't do anything in this game. I will say that um, for me, this is an easy bet on the Bengals. Early, if you know, if you want to bet, if you want to bet on the games early, this is an easy bet for the for the Bengals on me because I do. Ex wow, I see it up to five and going up higher. What is it going to move like that? Is it going to get a Chiefs minus six? If it's moving, I, I was thinking it would creep back down to three, but then maybe maybe too many people will take the take the Chiefs if it's three, right? Yeah, it's not going to move toward the Bengals. Okay, all right, then I want to wait on it and I want to take the Bengals. The Bengals like have the firepower to keep up. I know it's a big stage. It's asking a lot of these guys. But I think they can hang with them. It, it, inside six. I don't want inside. I don't want it three. I would take it at four, take it at five, take it at six. I think that that's a viable bet. I see minus five, minus 115. So uh, that's going to keep moving. If you like the Chiefs, bet it now. And if you like the Bengals, probably wait. If you like the over, bet that now because that's going to keep going up. There's no way unless Cincinnati – Weather is just disastrous next Sunday, which, ooh, hello. Looks like if we get snow and uh, some mild winds. Snow, snow, snowvers, though. You don't have to worry about the under in the snow. You think over in the snow because defenses can't keep up. Uh, if you like the over, probably take it now because it should keep ticking up thanks to these offenses that are in play. Breach, what a big game for you. Big game. I might even show up next week, Prince. I've got to focus on how I'm going to watch this game. I got to put on my lucky clothes. It's if I'm not here next week, you'll know why. Is it because you're? It's because you're in Cincinnati. Maybe if you're in Cincinnati. You got to meet up with Colin Bear, who's our Bengals fan extraordinaire who DM me. Like 50 oh, and he so. should have. I'm glad you just shouted him out. Hey, and it's a big weekend for Cincinnati because on Friday the Cincinnati Bearcats are in the college football semifinal. And on Saturday they won't be because they'll in be the in the final. In the <laughs> Maybe. No, you're not getting that done. Raiders at the Colts. Colts <laughs> minus eight and a half. The uh, Colts, of course, won short, very shorthanded in Arizona in an impressive effort from Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor on Christmas night. The Raiders pulled off a very nice victory over the Broncos on Sunday afternoon to keep their playoff hopes alive and basically send Denver to, to the, the dustbin. The Colts minus eight and a half at home with an over under of 46 and a half. That is a lot of points breach. That is a ton of points, especially because this is basically a playoff game for the Raiders. If they lose their seasons over, they have no shot at the postseason. And the Raiders have been a weird team. We've seen them play competitively against good teams. We already saw them beat the Cowboys, beat the Ravens. They have some good wins this season. So there's no reason to think they can't at least play with the Colts. Uh, when I saw that this game was on the schedule, I thought the Colts would be favored by like four or five, yeah. eight and a half. I mean, there's just 
I mean, the Raiders' defense played arguably their, their best game of the last decade on Sunday against the Broncos. They held Denver to just uh, 18 rushing yards. I don't think they're going to do that to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but I do think they're looking good against the run, and I think they will slow Jonathan Taylor down. But I do think the Colts will win. But I think the Raiders are going to cover the 8.5. Yeah, I would uh, I would expect that if you can get an eight and a half on the Raiders, you should take that because I see seven and a half out there. That it's just too many points. Now, I wouldn't expect that it drifts that back down below. Uh, like I don't think it's going to get down to like six and a half or five and a half or something like that because Lord knows the the Colts could get you know, they could get all their offensive linemen back. Quentin Nelson was a COVID list guy. He should be back. And then all of a sudden, it's Jonathan Taylor just eating against this Raiders front, which would be problematic for Las Vegas. You put Derek Carr in a one-dimensional situation, force him to throw the ball against that Matt Eberflus defense, and the Colts also will be getting back, we would assume, Darius Leonard, their uh, Defensive Player of the Year candidate uh, linebacker who was missing, was placed on the COVID list over the weekend. So I, I would probably take the Raiders now, but... I, I can't see this game unless – and look, R.J. White talked about this. R.J. White talked about this. But um, if you're going to jump on these early in these COVID weeks, it's probably best to jump on the underdog early. Because if if there's a bunch of COVID situations, let's say Carson Wentz and Jonathan Taylor are, for whatever reason, test positive or put into the protocol, this would fly down to like Raiders plus three or something like that. Whereas if, you know, I mean, if, if, you know, if you take the Raiders plus seven and a half and Derek Carr is in COVID. Right. And two things, Darius Leonard out because he's unvaccinated, has to miss 10 days. He's going to miss this game too then. He has to miss this game too. And maybe we see Darren Waller back on the field. So that, that maybe if you're betting the Raiders, that would make you a little bit more confident. He's been dealing with that knee injury for like a month now. And he's been week to week for a month now. So you'd think he's got to get back on the field at some point. Yeah, you would. Well, you would think so, right? Uh, So yeah, I would think take the Raiders now because you're getting a full touchdown. It's not like this is going to shoot up to 14 or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like the, the Colts could blow these guys out in a heartbeat. But if, you, if you're interested in the Raiders, you probably want to take them now. Broncos at the Chargers. The Chargers had everything in front of them and are completely collapsing in Chargers fashion. They lost at the Texans. They got blown out by the Houston Texans and Rex Burkhead and Davis Mills. A pathetic effort from, from L.A., they now are, they don't control their own fate when it comes to the playoffs. Fortunately, they get the Broncos coming to town. Probably won't be a great home field advantage, but they are favored by five and a half. The Broncos, having lost to the Raiders, they're like down to 1% to make the playoffs. Over under 45. You woof. Brinson, this was the most chargery chargering that's ever charged. This wasn't like just getting blown out by the Texans. The Texans were missing like eight starters because of COVID. And I know the Chargers didn't have. Austin Eckler uh, didn't have Joey Bosa. They were missing some players too, but you still had the Texans outmanned and managed to lose by double digits. It doesn't make sense. Uh, The Chargers love to lay eggs late in the season just when you think you can trust them. And you know what? The last time they played the Broncos, Denver absolutely destroyed them. It was 28 to 13, and it was one of those games that can be replicated because it was the Broncos defense that did all the dirty work. They just shut Los Angeles down. And because of that, uh, I don't know which way to go here. And and one reason I don't know which way to go is because I don't know if we're going to see a Broncos team uh, that's just going to mail it in and quit on the season because they're basically eliminated from the playoffs after losing to the Broncos or after losing to the Raiders. Or are we going to see a Broncos team that wants to play spoiler and is going to go in there and beat up the Chargers? Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at the injury report this week. If Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback, 
I am going to bet on the Broncos to cover. If Drew Locke is the starting quarterback, I am going to take the Chargers to cover. I I don't hate that that approach. Teddy makes me feel a lot better about playing the the Broncos. Drew Locke is just too uh, wild. And against the Chargers defense, Joey Bosa shouldn't be back for this game either, though, because he's unvaccinated. Uh, but Derwin James is back. And, you know, the Chargers didn't do anything against the Texans. But you know, that defense should come out angry, motivated. They do have some life. Bosa might. I, I'm not. It's ten days. Yeah, you're right. Bosa did get. He yeah, Darius Leonard's was Saturday, and then Bosa's I think was like Wednesday. I'm not sure. It's going to be close. If, Bo, if Bosa's was Wednesday, I think it's Tuesday. You might need. You might need Tuesday to get it. At any rate, yeah, it'll be close. But unvaccinated Joey Bosa. We don't know if he's definitely going to play or not. I, I think if. I mean, I want to say take the Broncos, but what a heartbreaking L for them. Are they really going to be like you say? Are they really going to be motivated to come in and try and, and win this game? I'm not, I mean, I'm not entirely sure. And, you know, again, I think that this sort of game, these are tough because we've had over the last two weeks, so many outbreaks of COVID situations where like, I would normally say, man, you know, it's hard to see the Broncos getting pumped up for this game. Take the chargers. Now this could get up to a touchdown. The chargers don't really blow anybody out though. And like, like I say, you had these COVID situations. If Justin Herbert gets it, you're screwed. Uh, Austin Eckler should be back for this game. I think I like LA, but I don't necessarily want to play it right now. If that makes sense. I mean, right? You know, it's yeah, like you gotta wait to see who's gonna be playing in the game. Yeah. I mean, and we don't wanna and we don't wanna head, you know, we're gonna hedge out on these on these you know early picks or anything, but you know, this is these are different times. You know, I I was at my dad's fantasy lineup over Christmas. Unprecedented was, times. Yes. And I was I was like, Dad, yeah, you need a backup player at this position, this position, this position for this game. For this. Like, you can't go to Monday night with Antonio Gibson and not know if he's going to play or not. You need, you know, et cetera. Anyway, yeah, that, that game sort of a stay away for right now. Let's see how the injury report and the COVID situations go. Cardinals at the Cowboys. Cowboys are playing on Monday night football. Um if you can bet the Cowboys minus three against the Cardinals, you should take that immediately. Pound because it. bang it, because the Cowboys are currently up. I don't know if you saw it, Breach. They scored another touchdown. It's 42 to seven after Dak Prescott hit Omari Cooper for a 13 yard touchdown uh, with 10 seconds remaining. They're up 42 to seven at half against the Washington football team. It is an absolute massacre. That is going to move with the Cardinals struggling this line up to like five or six, something like that, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are absolutely spiraling out of control as they seem to do in the second half of the season under Cliff Kingsbury all the time. Uh, and, you know, I just can't take them to win, to cover, to anything until I see their they offense. Lost, they lost three straight games to the Rams, Lions, and Colts. I mean, and they scored 12 points against the Lions. Uh, the, the offense is just non functional right now. They're totally out of sync. They don't look like they have any idea what they're doing. They look like they've regressed. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, they looked like one of the top five offenses in the NFL. Now it's hard to say that they're even a top 20 offense. I mean, that is how bad they've looked. And, you know, I know the Cowboys offense had been struggling, but it seems like they got their struggles out of the way in the first half against Washington. And you know what? You know who's been really good at covering the spread this year? The Dallas Cowboys. They are the top in the NFL, even if they don't cover against Washington, which they probably will because uh, it's halftime. It's 42 to 7. Tops in the NFL, and I'm just not going to bet against that, especially at three points or four points or five points. If this is one score, I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, and and let's not forget that Dallas, who has now, uh, by virtue of the uh, Rams winning, has moved ahead of Arizona in the standings, which is kind of wild too. Dallas likely to go to 11 and four, 
after this game, which means they're in a three-way tie with the Rams, Buccaneers, and excuse me, three-way tie with the Rams and Buccaneers duh, uh, for the second, you know, the second best record in football in the NFC. The, the Packers are first. These four teams who are the the Bucks have clinched the division, Dallas has clinched the division, the Packers have clinched the division, and the Rams are trying to clinch the division and trying to still get the one seed because it's still in play. Although, you know, unlikely because they lost a tiebreaker to the Packers. But all four of these teams are going to be playing hard for the next two weeks in week 17 and 18. We're probably not going to see them sit a ton of starters unless and maybe the Rams could if they're if they, you know, they think they can't get, you know, they know they can't get past the Packers. But you get the point. Dallas motivated against Arizona. And you don't want to look bad. You get your offense rolling against Washington. You don't want to look bad against, you know, a, a, another NFC playoff team. I, I agree with you. If, We'll have to see what this line reopens at, but if you can if you can bet on the Cowboys minus three, you should hammer that. Rams minus three at the Ravens, and over under a forty five and a half. The Rams, um, they uh, you know they they took the division lead. They had the division lead over the Cardinals. They are looking like a team that is a lot more dangerous. Matthew Stafford didn't play well, and they still won, not handily against the Vikings, but they took care of business on the road. Can they do it in back-to-back weeks, Breach, or do you think the Ravens present some value here? We have to assume, by the way, that Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley will be back for this game, I think. Yeah, the Rams now in the division lead. You know who's not in the division lead? The Baltimore Ravens, because they got hammered by the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, You know, the thing is, I actually want to know if Lamar Jackson is going to play. I think everyone wants to know that before. Uh, they start betting this game and trying to make a pick in this game. And, and the one thing about Lamar is that he's never lost to an NFC team. He is 12 and 0 all time straight up against NFC teams. You know, the, the Ravens offense when it's fully healthy, isn't easy to prepare for Lamar Jackson's out there. You're an NFC team. You don't see him that often. And so maybe this is the game where John Harbaugh had it circled. Like we need to get Lamar back on the field. We win this game. We're still in the playoff hunt. We're still in the the division title hunt going into the final two weeks. Uh, so I think Lamar Jackson will do everything he can to get out in the field. And like you said, it'll probably be Tyler Huntley uh, if if Jackson can't go. So you're going to have, if Lamar's out there, you have a desperate Ravens team. They know they need to, to win to keep their season alive. That being said, this team's defense is decimated. We saw what Joe Burrow did to them. I have no idea how they're going to cover all, they have like two healthy defensive backs. I don't know how you cover Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham uh, and everybody else the Rams have on that offense. I think Matthew Stafford might have a huge day, so I am going to take the Rams to cover. Yeah, and you're not going to get a, a number on this that's bettable in a lot of spots until we know about Lamar Jackson. That clearly impacts the betting line. I Rams minus three feels like a... All right, if Lamar plays, we can adjust and we'll live with it on these low limits we set for these early early odds. And if Tyler Huntley plays, you know, we we people people are probably a little scared of betting Rams minus three because if you do and Lamar plays, you're gonna get you know you're gonna you're gonna lose several points in value. And if you bet it and Tyler Huntley plays, I don't even know that you feel that great about it because Tyler Huntley looked pretty good uh, in his game against the Packers. So. Probably a stay away, I guess. I, I agree with you. I do like the Rams in this game against that secondary. Matthew Stafford will want to prove something. The Baltimore weather is never really delightful in the month of December, and it will not be particularly delightful. Um, it doesn't look like it anyway. A lot of rain coming in the next week for but Baltimore. in the 50s. Whereas, you know, if you have an L.A. team going out and playing in the 30s and wet or snowy, yeah. it's a little dicey, but it, it's in the 50s. They can handle it. 
Um, I totally forgot to take a break. So let's take a break uh, now. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And when we co- <laughs> no, just kidding. When we come back, now that we're back, we'll talk about the Vikings at the Packers. My fault. Debo, Vikings at the Packers. The Packers minus seven. Over under 47 and a half. Aaron Rodgers, an absolute clinic on Saturday. You know, even though they didn't cover, he was fantastic. He submitted, you know, I probably cemented MVP, could could almost certainly cement, like lock it in with a dominating performance against the Packers. The juice on this game, which uh, this is the Sunday night football game, I believe, right? It was just Monday night football. Brown Steelers Monday night. I'm not- yeah, Sunday night football is Vikings at Packers. Over under 48, the juice is uh, Vikings plus seven, uh, minus 115, implying that in theory this could move back to six and a half. That would be really surprising if, if that happened. But the Vikings have played close, close games all year long, so maybe Vegas is a little worried about giving them a full touchdown. We saw how they probably should have covered uh, against the Rams late and just didn't pull it off. They, they're a team that is, you know, just likes to stay in the mix. Yeah, I mean, if you see a touchdown with the Vikings, you almost always have to grab it. And you talked about Aaron Rodgers putting on a clinic uh, on Christmas Day. You know who didn't put on a clinic? The Packers defense. Mm. I mean, they got steamrolled by Nick Chubb and the Browns' rushing attack. And you know what? There's no reason to think the Vikings won't be able to do that. Dalvin Cook should be able to come off the COVID list on Saturday, the day before the game. If you can't play, you still have Alexander Madison. Whoever's out there should be able to run on the Packers. So that makes me think this game can be close. We already saw Minnesota beat Green Bay uh, in the regular season in a shootout. I think that was 34 to 31. And so, and like you said, look, the Vikings have played 15 games this year. 14 of them have been decided by one score. That is all of them except for one. There is no reason for me to think this is not going to be another one score game. So I'm going with the Vikings to cover. Yeah, the seven is a lot. Even on Sunday Night Football against Aaron Rodgers, you know, go back to the, like I said, the dominant performance by Rodgers against the Browns. Cleveland still had a chance to win and still covered, not easily, but stormed through the back door. It wouldn't be crazy at all if the Vikings had the ball down 10 points, the Packers trying to eat clock, they punt, Kirk Cousins, you know, hit some, you know, Hail Mary, Hail Mary-ish thing to Justin Jefferson, and all of a sudden it's a three-point game. I think I would take seven with the Vikings because of the, just sort of insane way that they play at what feels like every game. Uh, so I'm with you there. Probably look towards the over. It's up to, what did we say? What did I say it was? 40. Yeah, that's creeping up. It was 47 and a half. Uh, it looks like it could be up to 48 now. Uh, I don't know if, do we, does weather concern us? Oh my God, it's going to be cold in, in 
in Lambeau. Does weather concern you for Kirk Cousins? Uh, not if the Vikings run the ball 40 times. Okay. Dalvin Cook will not play in this game for what it is. No, he will be eligible to come off the COVID list the day before the game on Saturday. Oh, he is? That doesn't mean he will come off the list. That oh. means that it's possible. I thought he needed to go through. God, I hate these. It's very confusing. I, well, the thing is, it's 10 days, but you have to figure out which day the actual positive test. Because sometimes it gets reported the day after, and then uh, you're one day off. And then it's just. Oh, that's it, what it was. I was looking at, they placed him on the COVID list on X day, but it's actually what day test positive. Right. See, I, I to, believe it, he can come back Saturday if he tests negative, but I'm only about 91% sure. Okay. Well, 9% worries me a little bit. But it's going to be a, uh, it looks like the temperature at kick. Or this game will be four degrees. So that's fun. Frozen tundra. Frozen tundra full effect. There's a bunch of snow expected for Saturday. Maybe that's just a Sunday. That would be fun if we got like four degree weather, tons of snow on Sunday night football. Vikings, Packers, the tundra. Maybe the under is actually a better look. Although I don't think the snow really matters for the for the over under. I mean, snow doesn't matter for like you think snow, oh, it's gonna go way under. Nah, not necessarily true. And then Aaron Rodgers throws seven touchdown passes and goes over. Correct. Finally, Browns minus two and a half at the Steelers over under of uh, 40. This uh, we do not have a line on this yet. Uh, I, mean, I mean, we do have a line, obviously, but I don't see it looks like it's off the board in some spots, which I thought was interesting. Uh, what do you think about this game? Because the Steelers, as we will talk about shortly with Ryan Wilson, looked washed against the Chiefs. They looked like they were looking ahead to the Browns. Like they didn't care about the Chiefs. And even if they did care about the Chiefs, they probably still would have lost by three touchdowns. It didn't matter. The Chiefs were the better team. But you know what? That game doesn't matter anymore because this game matters if you're the Steelers or if you're Browns. This is a huge game because if the Bengals lose to the Chiefs on Sunday in, in week 17, then the winner of this game on Monday night still has a chance to win the AFC North going into week 18. And so that this is a gigantic showdown. Uh, and you know what? I think we both know how the Steelers are going to play this game defensively. They're just going to say, all right, we're going to put 11 guys in the box, shut down Nick Chubb and see if Baker Mayfield can beat us. Um, from what we've seen from Baker, I'm not sure he can do that. Browns only scored 10 points the last time they played the Steelers earlier this season. Uh, and so I, this is just a tough spot for the Browns to be in. And also the Steelers, Brinton, 19 and one straight up in home Monday games in their past 20 home Monday games. I mean, that that's just one of those numbers that kind of blows your mind. And I like the Steelers here, especially as a home underdog. I know that's your thing, but now I'm making it my thing. I'm taking the home underdog. I mean, Big Ben and Mike Tomlin is an underdog against a Brown team that is been okay, but has been banged up and has made, you know, isn't exactly dominant. You can run on the Steelers, so Nick Chubb should have a huge game. But Big Ben at home in what might be his next to last game ever in the NFL against a team he's loved to dominate his entire career because they passed him over, I think, at least once, right? Or when they were picking him. And he is, he's, he has felt spite and a chip on his shoulder towards the Browns his entire career. Would not be surprising if he came out in primetime, like guns blazing, and really surprised some people, got the Browns on their heels. You make Bay Baker Mayfield throw, and all of a sudden, you get turnovers happening left and right. I, I like the Steelers a lot in this spot. I'm not sure which direction the line will go or why. What are we waiting for on this line? Like Ben retiring? Oh, you know, those it reports, be, the reports always come out and then boom, the Steelers win. Oh, Ben. Oh, ben that's, announced, my, no, that's my thing. Don't you dare. Yeah. Like if ben, ben announced he's going to retire after the Monday night game and not even play in week 18. And then boom, the Steelers win by three touchdowns because they're inspired by. Or, or maybe ben, ben announces that he's going to hang it up at the end of the year. 
and just comes out and just lights up the Browns. I, I want the I want the Steelers getting the points in this spot. All right, uh, Breach, that'll do it for our coverage of the early Week 17 picks. Thanks, everybody, for watching on YouTube. Tell us your best bet in the comments. Hit that five-star rating on Spotify. Breach, we will uh, we'll talk to you after the game for the Sunday night recap. Check that out in the feed as well. See ya. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.